Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. Hey everyone. I know I continually talk to you about different ways that you can communicate effectively with your patient. And one of the things that can sometimes get overlooked while you're in school is how you effectively perform an examination on your patient and then convey that information to the doctor when the doctor comes into your operatory to perform a routine uh, examination on your patient. It is really important that there are some components of this doctor exam that you are well equipped to do. It's all about efficiency and effectiveness. And if you put together a really comprehensive strategic way of doing the doctor exam with your patient and the dentist, you won't miss anything. It'll become very systematized and you'll be very effective at making sure that you communicate all of the needs of your patient to the dentist when they come in the room. Now keep in mind, you spend a lot more time with the patient than the dentist does. And it can sometimes be really hard to convey all of your patient's needs to the dentist when they come in. They may have three or four other patients waiting. So you wanna make sure that you're clear and you're concise, but you're also comprehensive. And this takes a little bit of practice, I'm not going to lie, but I'm hoping that by going through the contents of this episode and thinking about the ways that you can present the information, you will come up with a very comfortable, flowing, easy to communicate way of discussing all of your patient's needs in a concise way to the dentist when they come into the operatory. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, if we put listening skills at the center and at the heart of everything we do, it'll be a lot easier for us to figure out what information we need to share with the dentist. Effective communicating is the process of really exchanging the thoughts, the ideas, the knowledge, the experience, and really seek to understand the purpose and reason and needs of your patient. Effective communication can sometimes be assumed, but it's not always achieved. Now the positioning of you, the dentist, and your patient matters. So the most effective intimate communication and conversations happen in a very inclusive way when you use what I call the triangle of care method. So there's a triangle between the patient, the dentist, and yourself. And so if you position yourself in the operatory so that you are in a triangle of care when you are speaking with the dentist and with the patient, this really creates intimate communication and conversation mechanism for all three of you to be involved equally in the communication. The doctor, the hygienist, and the patient should form a triangle during any routine exam. For a right-handed clinician, you should stand at one o'clock when the dentist comes into the operatory and the dentist sits down at eight or nine o'clock to talk with the patient. The patient is sitting in the chair. 
the operatory stool should be made available as soon as the dentist comes into the room. So as soon as the dentist comes in to do a routine exam, if you are seated in the operatory stool, stand up and position yourself at the 11 o'clock position if you're left-handed or the one o'clock position if you're a right-handed clinician so that the dentist can have full access to the operator stool to begin communicating with the patient. Now, the doctor and patient introduction is performed by the hygienist, especially new patients. You wanna properly introduce the patient to the dentist and use the correct terms. If your patient is 15 years older than you or older, you want to address them by Mr. or Mrs. and say their last name. But you can say their entire name if this is the first time that the dentist is meeting this patient. So, Dr. So-and-so, I would like to you to meet Mr. John Smith. You don't want to mess up on this piece. The introduction is really important. So it is your job to introduce the patient to the dentist. Remember, the dentist probably has other operatories working at the same time, and you wanna make sure that you clearly convey exactly who is in your chair. You want to be very organized when the dentist comes in the room. You wanna have your radiographs up on the computer screen. You wanna be in the right patient's chart. Sometimes hygienists like to be multitaskers and so we'll hop into the next patient's chart to get ready while we're waiting for the dentist to come in. So be sure that when you know the dentist is coming in, you are in the correct patient's chart, you have your radiographs up on the screen, your instrument tray, you've cleared the deck. Your instrument tray is clean and you have easy access to a dental mirror and explorer and a probe for the dentist. You wanna discard anything else from your tray that you no longer need and turn off the operatory light so that when the dentist comes in, it's all about the patient. So this is the part that students really get challenged with. And that is, how do I provide a brief summary of care? Let me walk you through the steps. Why is the patient here today? You want to make sure you start with saying why the patient came in. And then you want to relay any pertinent information that the patient shared with you over the course of the appointment time. Remember, dentists are not fishermen. We are obligated to really help them and support their needs because when the dentist's needs are met, the patient's needs are met. The dentist should not have to come into the operatory and fish for information from you or the patient. So here's an example. You've introduced the patient and now you say, John is here for his routine three-month maintenance visit. He noticed that he was having some sensitivity on his lower right quadrant, and he recently had a restoration placed there. I have the x-ray up on the screen. He's been experiencing this sensitivity for a couple of weeks. That's an example of your brief summary. The other thing you want to do is provide a concise statement as to how he's doing with his three-month interval. John seems to be doing really well maintaining his periodontal disease by coming in every three months, and there have been no changes in his medical history since the last time we saw him. You then want to identify any treatment that had been recommended from previous visits, as well as any barriers that were discussed with the patient. John is aware that he has a crown that you recommended on the upper left quadrant, and he also knows that that tooth is susceptible to breakage, 
but he's in a very stressful time at work right now and wanted to know if that would be acceptable to wait about two more months in order to have that done. This gives a very clear, concise bit of information for the dentist to really understand what the needs are of the patient, where the patient is at as far as his routine care, what his treatment needs are, and why he hasn't completed that treatment since the last time he was in. You wanna note any specific areas of concern from the, for the dentist to take a look at. And it's important how you word things. I'm going to do an entire episode about conversations and the words that we use. So for today, just this example, you want to say the patient has whatever they have. Instead of saying, I found whatever the patient has. Don't take ownership of your patient's needs. Make sure the patient takes ownership of their needs. You are not a treasure hunter finding things. You are simply doing a dental hygiene care plan and a diagnosis with the dentist, and you're doing an assessment and you're just reporting what's come out of the assessment. You are not a treasure hunter, so don't portray yourself. And by saying the patient has a six millimeter pocket on number 19 distal, just as an example, that comes across a lot different to the patient than if you say, I found a six millimeter pocket on number 19 distal. This gives ownership to the patient and it's really one of those subtle changes that you can make to really help your patient take ownership of their oral health and their needs. The final part is that you want to bring any overall health concerns to the attention of the doctor, especially if those medical concerns directly impact the oral health and the treatment planning that's going on with this patient. For example, Beth just recently found out that she's expecting a child. That would be really important information for the dentist to know, especially as he's doing an exam or she's doing an exam and determines that there's a treatment need. There's a different course of action based on the discoveries over the medical history. After the dentist is done with the exam, does his final conversation with the patient and leaves the operatory, there is another step for you. You want to be sure that you take the time to discuss the treatment that was recommended by the dentist, answer any questions that the patient may have regarding that treatment or anything that was talked about during the appointment time today, and then you want to reiterate the interval or the recommendation for your patient to return, what their next step is, both to see you and if necessary to see the dentist so that the patient knows exactly what their next steps are before you leave the operatory. It's important for you as you're learning how to do a doctor patient exam when you're a new hygienist out in the field that you ask lots of questions. You want to take the time in downtime, which there are sometimes opportunities and downtime for you to ask questions where you can review complex treatment plans with the dentist. Ask questions about the exam process and specific desires that your dentist wants. Maybe they don't want the patient seated upright with the light off. Maybe they prefer to do a doctor exam standing up and they want you to have the patient supine and elevated so that they can walk in and be in the correct position. So these are just examples of little things that you want to find out as you are embarking on your new career. 
Discover what's involved in the procedures in order for you to improve your communication with patients. Being a dental assistant before becoming a dental hygienist goes a long way in this category. But if you've never been a dental assistant and you don't have a lot of experience having restorations, this is an area where you're going to have to focus your attention to gain some knowledge so that you can help patients understand some of the procedures. This will help you with your communication and this will help you with your compassion level with your patients. Healthy communication equals a healthy mouth. Awareness is increased when you're communicating well, you're using the triangle of care with the dentist, you're reiterating conversations that were discussed. Your knowledge is increased when you have an awareness of all of the interworkings of the office and how things need to flow. Most important, when your patient feels like you're communicating well with them and that they're heard and that their needs are being met, they'll show up for their appointments. They will appreciate you and they will feel appreciated. They will be loyal to your talents and all that you bring to the field of dentistry. Don't underestimate the importance of the dental exam. And I know you don't get a lot of experience in your clinical rotations to do this exam, but I promise you when you get out there and you start working in a dental office, the dentist will appreciate your efforts to build trusting relationships with your patients and to have a very smooth running dental exam when they come into the operatory to see your patient. Your tray is organized, you're organized, you're very clear with your thoughts, and the dentist feels very informed about everything that's gone on in that appointment sequence with the patient and the needs of the patient as a result are met at the highest level. One final thing I'll say about the doctor-patient dental hygienist exam is you are entering the field entry level. And there's a lot of things this first year as a dental hygienist that you will really need to learn. Stay committed to staying current and building depth in all of your skills. You've learned just enough to be competent and to be able to get out there and show the world what you're made of. But you want to make sure that if there's a patient that you see and you are not sure how to treat, it's up to you. You are legally responsible to finding out how to meet the needs of that patient. And if you can't meet them, someone else needs to. But take that time, those first six to 12 months to really build an understanding of how the doctor-patient exam works so that you can also add to your continuing ed and take lots of courses on relationship building and communication and dental procedures and the process of care and further developing your understanding of how to meet the needs of your patient populations. I want you to consider the length of time you spend with your patient. There's a lot of information that your patient shares with you and a lot of information that you share with your patient through the course of one appointment. The framework for the doctor-patient exam using the triangle of care really works well for all different types of patients that come into your practice because they hear the information from you when you're conversing with them. 
they hear the information when you share it with the doctor. They then hear the information when the doctor conveys their findings and shares it with the patient. And then you are going to do a follow-up conversation with your patient. So in the operatory, there might be an opportunity for that patient to hear information four different times. And then there is an additional time that the patient hears the information when you do the handoff at the front desk. I want you to know that a lot of patients, and this is really quite interesting how this works, patients who experience a lot of anxiety, dental phobias, or really challenges in the dental setting will benefit a great deal from you using this framework when you do your doctor exam. It provides the patient with the opportunity to listen, to hear, to converse, to be heard, and to ask questions in all aspects of the appointment. It's important for the patient to have different opportunities to hear about their oral health needs, some of the preventive recommendations that you provide them, and the restorative recommendations that the dentist provides. Now the hygiene handoff is the final communication component to close the loop on the patient care. And I'll cover that step on the office visit in a future episode. But for today, we remain committed to learning and growing in the area of the doctor-patient hygiene exam. And although you don't have a lot of experiences of this while you're in school, we provide you with every opportunity that we can as your educators, it will not take you long in a dental office to find your groove working with the dental team and figuring out how to meet the needs of your patient and communicate in a way that works. I hope this helps. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.